Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up! My God. That was good. That was a good one. It, you, yeah, you're peaking a lot lately. Am I? Yeah. Well, it's I know kinda... I'm peaking because I got my lights flickering real hard over here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the lights every time now. We're going to talk about <laughs> the peaking... Um, yeah, the room that you're in, it's it doesn't baffle sound very well. Um, I don't know what that means, but yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> it's hard for any sound to be baffled around you when you're fucking <laughs> chomping those jaws talking. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What is baffling? Just like soundproofing? Is that what that means? Uh, what was the word I used again? I forgot. Baffling. Baffling. Um, yeah, baffling. More technical than I think it actually is. It's basically would be soundproofing. Yeah. So like there is the because your room looks relatively square with flat surfaces. Uh, you know, like normally in like a more of a, I mean, you're just at your house. Like who cares? You know. But like in a sound designed room, you'd have like things oh, up like, to make the walls you know, like not parallel, and, and it could be fabric, and it could be foam, and yes. What was that? What was that? You have sneakers baffling your sound. Yes, I have sneakers baffling my sound. Thank you, Phil, for mentioning my sneakers. It's (laughs) one of the main reasons why I sit where I sit. I am John Stenning. (laughs) Justin Adam K. We're here with Phil Landry. Phil, officially, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, We're here to talk about your childhood, some things that you that resonate with you from your youth. Uh, but before we get into your specific picks, we would love to paint a picture of like how you spent your free time as a kid. You know, did you watch a lot of things? Did you did you sp- spend time outside? Did you play video games? How did that how did that uh, shape your shape you the way that you consumed media? Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in a really small town in southern Vermont. Um, spent a lot of time outside. Um, it's like a kid that rode his bike to his friend's house, knocked on their doors, see if he was home, he wanted to like do whatever. Um, just kind of like impulsive, random, but you know. Goes so you're kind of a pop-in kid. You're pulling Kramers, you just pop oh, in. Yeah, you're popping in. Yeah, yeah, just go. And I had, I had friends that lived like consecutively to each other. So you like start at one house, knock on the door. Maybe, maybe he's out of town and he's busy or whatever. No, yeah. no phone calls ahead of time. Just, just make the rounds and like half the time they were just outside doing whatever together anyway. So it was like a friendship at like your disposal, basically. Yeah, that's nice. That, that I mean, I do. I guess it's we, we. How would we know? Does do kids still do that, or they just like, I, are they just friggin' WhatsApping each other? Yeah, who knows? I, the level of freedom it has I have as a, a kid is probably doesn't exist today. Yeah, because I also, I, yeah, I agree. But a lot of that has probably been taken away due to like the current climate of the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, some, but, some, some for the better, probably. Like, there's probably a lot yeah. of stuff I did as a kid that I probably didn't need to do. But, but I bet kids today have more weird freedoms with digital devices than they should. That's uh, true. Some, yeah. I don't some think they all do. Yeah, you know. But it's it's interesting because like our generation becoming parents, and I mean, I have a whole philosophy on how like parents these days think that they never like got hurt when they were kids. So they're like all helicopter parents now and they make sure that their kids don't ever get hurt. But it's just because our parents lied to us about like us never getting dropped, you know, like my mom dropped me, but she'd be like, I never dropped you. Just like you, you did. I know you did. We were all dropped. to prove it. Yeah. And like, but 
our our all of our parents have just been like telling us like no nothing bad ever happened to you you never you never ate bleach or any, you know what I mean <laughs> I, I'm trying to I'm not trying to paint this like terrible picture of my mother I love my parents um, but like you know what I mean so I think that like the generation now is like oh I can't nothing bad can happen and it's like some bad things can happen you'll be fine listen uh, like oh go ahead Phil as long as they're not like horribly bad and survive yeah. them they're like learning experience exactly. You know? Like, yeah. all right, I shouldn't go off that jump on my bicycle because it's, I don't know, we built it, you know, like a bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> you mean this plywood and two uh, concrete blocks don't hold all the body weight of five yeah. million kids running over it or whatever? Yeah, at the top of like a hill with like a... <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. And as long as you're not the first one to do it, it's great. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was going to I was gonna say... I, I don't even have a child yet, but I recently got a puppy and I'm, I'm a helicopter parent already. Like I don't even, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when I have a child, because this dog, I just am, I just hover over her. I can't, I can't like, is she in the room with you right now? Is she, she's, no, she's with Elise. So uh, we're good. But, but I, so Elise is comfortable just being like dropping her in the pen and go and take a shower. But if I'm down there, I'm like, Oh no, I, I can't, I can't go do anything until someone else is here to look after her. I have to just like be with her all the time. I'm, I'm paranoid. Sounds like a nightmare it. for the dog. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm, I don't think she's into me anymore. Someone call ASPCA, please <laughs> help this dog out. This dog is in fucking just spend. You need to spend more time in this room and the dog needs to spend more time with Elise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> So Phil spent a lot of time outside riding your bike and stuff, hanging out with your friends. Um, So like hardly any movies or TV or anything like that. Or I mean, I had like consoles and stuff uh, growing up. I remember getting like a Sega Genesis. Uh, I forget what birthday it was, but I had that. Um, But like, that was more like, I mean, growing up in Vermont, you got winter. So it was much more like uh, when it's unenjoyable to go outside, do this instead, or if it's nighttime, like, I had sure. like a, a curfew. It was like, you could go around, do whatever I wanted until it got dark. But as soon as it was dark, it was like, I was expected to be home. Yeah. Um, and that's when, when movies and media and so what come in. Yeah. So for this week, uh, you picked a movie. Do you want to tell, tell the audience what you picked? Yeah. I picked Flight of the Navigator, which yes. is a movie that is very much riding on the coattails of the success of ET, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Definitely some ET references in yes. Flight of the Navigator. Very yeah. obvious ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah I so, actually really enjoyed the jokes they made about making references to ET. Yeah, they 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 were aware of what they were doing and weren't like shying away from it. But right, I had I hadn't seen it in uh, I don't know, might as well have been forever since I saw it as like a kid. Yeah. There was so much of it that was like felt new, but like still very much like. Oh yeah, like I, it, this is that was in there. Like I remember this. I wouldn't be able to have like remembered it on my own, but oh right, right. But it would still held a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't completely forgotten about it. I found watching Free Willy. There were the ways that the main kid in Free Willy like rode his bike and the way he dressed that like still influenced me to this day. That I didn't yeah. even realize until like rewatching it recently for the pod and Twitter. Um, yeah, but I, I watched that movie as well. Yeah, um, really classic. It's a classic. 
Uh, for Willie? Yeah, sure. So Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, yeah Flight of the Navigator. Uh, so, 1986, right? 1986, American-Norwegian science fiction adventure film um, that, uh, yeah, like you said, sort of was riding on the coattails of that, like, idea of a kid and an alien. Uh, there's also the the infamous Mac and Me, if anyone has ever seen yes. Mac and Me before, which is, like, the worst version of an E.T. ripoff, but it is a lot of fun to watch. And... Um, is sponsored by McDonald's, but uh, oh, wow! Yeah. Flight of the Navigator. Uh, Justin, what, what were you trying to do? You were trying to throw to the elevator pitch. Well, I was actually just going to ask, like Phil, how old were you when you first saw Flight of the Navigator? Um, I can give you a ballpark, probably like seven to ten. Yeah. Was then was it? Yeah, was it a video that you rented? Was it on TV? I think I think we owned it because I watched okay. it a lot. Yeah. Either that or I just kept renting it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how how did this make it to you? Like, is it just something that's there and you watched it? Or do you remember, like, your mom or dad being like, oh, we're going to watch this movie tonight. And then it, like, changed your life to some degree or, like. Well, I know I, know I watched E.T. at too young of an age because I couldn't handle it. Yeah, same. Um, Terrifying. <laughs> what, part, what part creeped you out or, like, was ruined? ruined it for you for me oh, the okay. white white skin et is <laughs> such a thing like gnawing on him in the river yeah and like those those the spacemen that come yeah. in i guess basically in yeah. like your uh covid suits you know and uh they are just like absolutely terrifying and like such an emotional movie not to hung not to hang on et too long but so emotional and like that kid being his age like being the same age as elliot and like like, I mean, I didn't like I had a I had a dog like as a young age, but he has this basically this like pet that he loves so much that's being taken away from him for these like nefarious reasons. And oh my god, it's an and emotional like, fucking roller coaster. Soul bonded too. There's like yes, yeah, it's I so deep. Don't <laughs> know that I've cried for any movie besides ET. Like, oh really? Like when I was Elliot's age and I saw it, I was actually I remember being on vacation in New Hampshire with the family, and um. My dad was like, oh, E.T., let's watch that. And, like, we get to the part where they're, the, the hazmat guys are taking them away. And, I, and I'm just, like, tears. Like, yeah. I, I was very emotional over that moment. And to the point that, like, I have no interest to ever see E.T. again. I remember wow. how bad that made me feel, and I don't know that I've ever watched it again. Because, like, no interest in reliving that moment. It's but. so good. Yeah, I'm sure you could handle it now. Yeah, you uh, probably, you don't cry uh, ever? Not in movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, Phyllis, do you cry uh, when you I'm watch a man, things? John. No, I'm just yeah, shut up, Justin. <laughs> so stupid. I cry all the fucking time. Oh yeah, I cry, I cry all watching the time, Survivor. Not I cry movie. watching Survivor <laughs> at least once a season, probably twice a season. Scrubs gets me a lot. Yeah, Scrubs will get you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, a lot of emotional stuff in Scrubs. Anyway, sorry, Phil. Do you cry at movies? Um. Yeah. I mean. Me, like an emotional scene in the movie i'm not like yeah. get to it like you are yeah justin like with his justin's eyes just roll back in his head whenever he, he wants to cry instead he just goes into like this this mode yeah fucking robot justin uh call me max oh good one oh, <laughs> so before we right yeah let's uh so uh Phil, this thing that we do on the show is called an elevator pitch, uh, where we have our guests pretend they are pitching this movie to a group of executives. The executives are played by Justin and I. You happen to catch us in an elevator, and so you have, you know, 
a relatively short amount of time to just sort of explain basically okay. what this what this movie is about. So go ahead. Well, this movie is better than ET, um, but it won't make you cry. I'm I'm with you so far. I'm <laughs> Justin, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's that's it. Not even at the second floor. We're yet. going from the first floor to the second floor. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So we're buying it, John. This is gonna be the yeah. Next I mean, thing. hey. Uh, that I mean, ET's hot right now, and uh, my my partner Justin here, he hates to cry. Uh, <laughs> he won't even he like every time he looks at his new puppy. Sometimes he he has a tear in his eye just for a second, but then he quickly when, wipes he, when away. he looks away from his puppy, he cries. Yeah, yeah right, he when cries. I look away, I can't stand to be away. Yeah, God, I I anyway, we, we're getting off topic here. Okay, sorry. So it's yeah. like ET. Yeah, in a way, like I. I mean, it's not like a, a complete ripoff. But no, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a ripoff at all. It's just sort of the same concepts: a younger kid and some alien stuff. And yeah, like the the, the lead into it is very similar. Like the the discovery of the uh, the alien objects and all of that. Yeah, um, right. But it's not. Uh, it's not as emotional. It's, no, it's not. It's yeah. it's, almost it's more of an adventure film. Yeah, you know, yeah, but like, I don't know, it doesn't feel adventurous at the same time either. It's very, very like, they're it's, just like in this weird, like, tinfoil wrapped room that's flying all over the world. Oh man, I, I, I think you're, you're selling it short a little bit. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's well, a like, he doesn't, he doesn't get out and experience the places he's at. Like, the only that's place true. he gets out is when he has to go to the bathroom and he's surrounded by cows. Like, yeah, it's very clear that they shot this only in California and Norway. You know, like those are the two places that they shot this. We're gonna fly the spaceship around, but we're not really gonna stop anywhere. It's really gonna be about the personality of the spaceship. Yes, you know, and like the way that interacts with the kid, right? So this kid, he's twelve years old, and one night there's like fireworks going on. Fourth of July. Fourth like, July, yeah. Oh, it's the night. There you go. Fourth of July, and um. Right, he like chases. He's chasing his dog through the woods. Brother, and then, he was supposed to go pick oh, up you know, her brother, who yeah. was at like a friend's house, right, who right, then right. somehow knew his brother was going to come get him, hid yeah. in the tree, waited for his <laughs> yes. brother to take that yes, exact in the path tree. in the woods to then jump down hey. and scare the shit out of him. Right, there's there's a part two where he says like he like calls out to his brother, like that he knows that he's out there, and he like says that he has a gun and that he will kill him. Oh yes, I'm just like this. Yes, I like. I know. I'm, like they had like squirt guns earlier, but like it seems like a really weird, just like all yeah, yeah. into the woods. Right. Uh, what was I going to say about like the brother relationship of this? Uh, I thought was well depicted, it, but only only in that they like hated each other. That I loved. But what didn't make Man, sense? You are really airing some shit about you and your brother <laughs> in this episode. I don't know. Like I find. I fought with my brother. That's like what we did. Like that is how we bonded by fighting. And so like, I enjoy seeing that form of a relationship in media. Enjoy it. Well, just because it made me feel like not weird, right? Like it made me realize like that's how brothers act. Mm -hmm. What I thought was kind of stupid about this or not stupid, but like odd was younger brother should get his ass fucking kicked. Like older brother should be whipping his ass all the time. Well, I mean, they are in the car. They're beating each other up. Little brother's kind of, he wins. Little brother wins oh, sure. every fight that they have. Okay. So you're saying that because, because there is like a four year age difference, right? David is 12 and, and Jeff 
you know, eight. in 1978 is eight years old. Yeah. 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 But go on. Sorry. Uh, just a side tangent there. Yeah. They're through the woods and he goes, he goes, yeah. he like falls into a ravine. Yeah. And then it's like lights out and that's right. And he and then, wakes he wakes up and tries to go back to his house, but guess what? There's an old lady living there now. Yeah, and it's nineteen eighty six. Yeah. 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 Eight years have passed. Yeah. Um, we learn about why eight years passed a little bit later on. What we never learn is why the hell did his parents sell the house? What do you mean? Why not? People they, move. Their their child yeah, died as far as they know. And they want to separate themselves. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like we gotta get out of here, Justin. Immediately, why are you trying to poke holes in this? Because uh, that's what I like to do to these. Movies. You've never seen this movie before, right? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, you've never seen it. You it it it's certain things about it bothers you, and oh god, you you know. <laughs> have you seen it before, I, John? Have, a million times. Oh, okay. Wow. Pee wee, we didn't. So we haven't. Like was, Max is the name of like this like spaceship that isn't like it. So after this, he like finds his parents, right? He's he's his brother's now sixteen years old. His his dad has a receding hairline. His his mom wears brooches, like which means yeah. that they're old. The only yeah, yeah. Yet their dog. I thought it interesting. Their dog is now better at catching a frisbee now that it's eight years older. Than so it much better before. at catching like, a frisbee was really bad in the beginning. Um, his the dog was in a frisbee catching competition, but was like. Yeah. Couldn't do it at all. So, like, you why start are they somewhere. in the competition? Yeah, okay. it's like you gotta opening, start somewhere, opening you know? credits. There's, like, yeah. dogs, like, catching Frisbee in, like, slow motion in, like, most awesome ways. And then they have their dog who, like, can't even pick it up off the ground. Yeah. It just licks the, it, which I really the, did thought was funny. I like that. <laughs> the idea that a movie was like, hey, we're going to make this movie. And this kid in this spaceship, they're going to be best friends, right? The spaceship is going to have, like, an artificial intelligence. They're going to be best friends. How do we open this movie? frisbees because frisbees yeah. are like ufos yeah <laughs> it's insane it's insane and we're gonna <laughs> put it like, in south florida yeah we have to put it in south florida and uh yeah where specifically fort lauderdale okay yeah, yeah everyone everyone understands like the sort of the climate of fort lauderdale the the geometry the geology uh you know all those things we love fort lauderdale we love in it. a case and like then, the past of time wasn't obvious enough we're gonna make the dog now good at frisbee it took eight yeah. years for for the dog eight to get there and <laughs> they really focused on it they the parents they lost their son but they focused on teaching the, the dog to really catch a frisbee maybe if the yeah. dog would catch the frisbee the son would come home wow yeah yeah, that's deep. And that's, that's kind of what happened, you know? Kind of, yeah. So in the meantime, the alien spaceship, like, they find an alien spaceship that's crashed through power lines, right? That was the one thing that was confusing. Where Did they like, have this already? Or, like, did that crash recently, like, eight years in the future from, like, his incident? Or were those incidents, like, together? I was That was the thing that I was, like, a little iffy on. Like, it didn't really matter as far as, like, the... Right, you know, but that is a hole in the plot. Yeah, that is a hole. Right well, there. here's how I interpreted this situation. Because they were able to pick up the brain waves of, like, what the star maps that were going on in the kid's head. Yeah. Um, Love the star maps. So I understood it to be that time did occur on that ship. They went to planet Phalon or wherever the heck yes. the yeah. ship's from. It and took then eight Earth years. Right, and eight Earth years came back, and, and like in the process of, I thought, like getting the kid back to his time. To the ravine, dropping the ravine, back in the ravine. But in 1978, yeah. fucked up, hit the power lines, 
the kid fell out. I, I, I don't know. And then, um, yeah. And then they, they found the ship in 1986 or whatever. Or maybe he loses after he drops David off in the ravine. Oh. The maps are now gone. And so when it goes to leave, it runs into power lines because it no longer has like this like yeah. mapping technology. But then the question is, why, why did he drop the kid off? And I make a point later to say, I always bring my subjects back to their appropriate time. Yeah. Or like, why did he store the star maps in the 90% of his brain that he wasn't using in, yeah. in anticipation of losing them when he crashes into power lines being the only thing that's lost? I don't know. Yeah, they don't explain some of the science, but I'm not necessarily complaining. Myself. No, I actually... I mean, as far as like a time travel movie goes, it's not awful. It's not awful. No, it's not That's, awful. I was going to no. say that. I actually enjoyed how they depicted time. It made it made all the sense to me. Yeah. I actually wish that, like, the only thing I wish they, they kind of did about the time is that, you know, spoiler alert, the kid ultimately ends up back in his time. But wow. I kind of feel like they shouldn't. <laughs> like, if you gave they, people if, no time to, you gave people no time to even pause the episode of the podcast. Good, because I technically don't really believe in spoiler alerts. So, anyway. Um, wow, you both gave me a look. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, um, I think it's just like, they shouldn't. he shouldn't have been able to go back. Like, time only moves forward. What? That's not time travel, then. That's just regular life, you fucking boring fuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I guess, but that's, I guess it's, that would be very cool, though, is that, like, there, it's not necessarily, it's time travel E in that the kid didn't yeah. age. No, but, I know. It doesn't need to be a time travel back right. to movie. This doesn't um, need to be back to the future or whatever. Yeah, because stuff that was kind of like the, they kind of, like, tied it back with his family, not to, like, jump to the end just because Justin spoiled it, but. Um, yeah, it's okay, Phil. Now you can, do, you know, do whatever you want. You're here, you're the guest. <laughs> Justin should be held to a, a different standard. But, like, they, like, kind of tied it at the end. Like, he, he tells his mom that, loves her and she's like really surprised it's like i don't know he probably doesn't express that often to her but like the time away and having lost that he feels like more connected and then he says it to his younger brother and everyone just has like this like reaction to it and they're like what because like like you said like just to like they're just constantly fighting they like can't sit in the car together without like pestering each other yeah they're giving each other noogies yeah yeah so that, that was like i don't know a little a little like hokey but a good, a good like way to just kind of like package this whole thing up with neatly and just be like yeah. done. With it. I mean, it is a Disney movie at the heart, you know. Disney produced it, so they do need to yeah. like, you know, they're there to do that at the same time, pull at your heartstrings. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. I don't think that was too because, yeah, that was sort of just like a button on the end. You know, they weren't really like that. You know, you sort of see that the relationship with the parents is getting stronger throughout the film, right? Because they haven't seen him for eight years. And then he comes back, and at first they're a little hesitant, but then they're excited, and like obviously NASA w needs to experiment on the boy, right? Because that's sort of like the big conflict is the the spaceship is found. Uh, it's really easy to push around, which I think is so much fun. I love that scene so much when yeah. the NASA guys just are like, like chains that are over it. it just no, 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 don't touch it. <laughs> the the sheriff is just like, Wah. yeah, he just yeah. pushes it. They, that's fun. Uh, yeah, so, like, they find the spaceship, the kid, they're experimenting on the kid, they have the spaceship in holding, but then they they get back together, you know? And, yeah, like, scan his brain, and his, like, brain is somehow, like, yes. saying all the, answering all their questions without, like, his ability to, like, really comprehend where the information's coming from. Right. right and they right. think he's making it up. And it's like, 
yo, this kid just showed up. It hasn't aged in 12 years or whatever it is, eight years. And like has no memory of what's going on. You just found a, a, a flying saucer. You're going to think the kid's making it up. Like that was like very. Uh, yeah, like he doesn't even know about the spaceship yet. He's like, he's got images of it in his brain. and they're like, Right, right. He does not consciously remember yeah. it at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that NASA guy. Uh, what Dr. A, Faraday. Yeah. yeah. Dick. Not yeah, he great. sucks. Yeah, you gotta love a, a a bad adult that doesn't understand a kid, especially in an '80s movie. Like that's such a, a, a great yeah. that's great character. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that, and like because I think a lot of movies will do a good job at like sort of getting around that. Like the parents do seem to become more and more understanding, but like this guy, he's just the typical like asshole scientist. He just has his own uh, his own agenda, basically. Yeah, and he like lies to the parents about stuff. Yeah, he's nasty. He basically the parents. Yeah, they they want to get David back. After a couple of days, they're like, "This is wrong. Like, let's just take him back. Like, we'll live a normal life." But no, NASA's got their greedy hands, their grubby There's little also, hands. I like how it's NASA too. I wish it was like the CIA or something. I know, I know. NASA, you know, it gives I think too much credit to NASA. Like, I don't think NASA would give a shit. Like, well, I think the it security would... guards that NASA has aren't no. inspired. They're the level I would expect from NASA. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you have such low respect for NASA? Well, it's just that it's not that I don't have respect for NASA, but NASA is concerned about building spaceships and like also yeah, that I... they're on a nature preserve. So anything beyond that to me is not NASA's purview, but is in fact the CIA or government or the whatever. NSA or something like that. Yeah, right. like right. NASA shouldn't give a shit about this kid or like whatever. Like and NASA, I think, is generally a pretty progressive kind of uh, yes me too institution and yeah. so i think they would have found a way for that child to be both study and with his parents that he hasn't yes, seen I'm in with 12 you years yeah they i would like to hope so yes. yeah yeah instead he has to like i don't know get hit on by sarah jessica parker and stow away in like a droid yes the one char- basically the other main character that we haven't talked about sarah jessica parker she plays an intern that's working uh, on the base, and she sort of just like comes in with her little mail robot, you know, the mm-hmm. robot that delivers the mail. Um, it basically, right? That's what it does, or it brings food and I stuff. I thought it brought food, but it seems like yeah. it can do company, whatever you want it to do. Yeah, a company that I work for uh, often, they have a, a mail robot that also has its own name, just like that, and it has like googly eyes on it. And they, uh, they love this mail robot, which I thought was very funny. It's almost like, like just the same exact thing as this. Uh, thing yeah so sarah jessica parker she's like cool and uh yeah, she, has purple she hair. helps yeah she has purple hair she went to twisted sister yep yeah <laughs> like she did <laughs> cosplay as d snyder to the twisted sister <laughs> con- concert i think sarah, Jabar- sarah jessica parker rules i just watched hocus pocus too we are right after the halloween season and uh who hachi mommy you know hachi chachi Okay, enough of that. Sorry. <laughs> I do I do like Sarah Jessica Parker. I um Yeah. You know, She's I, good in this too. This was like one of the first like her earliest credits too, her more early credits. Yeah, she was like she was an enjoyable character. Like I didn't think anything she did was like too out of left field or like didn't fit. She was hitting on a twelve year old boy. Yeah, that's true. How old is she in this? Like sixteen? Eighteen. Working for NASA. I feel like she's gotta at least be eighteen. Yeah, yeah but right. she got it what by uh, nepotism. <laughs> she got it by nepotism, just so we're clear. So she didn't like. She could be any age. She could just be a little bit older than him. 
Justin, uh, very anti-nepotism, just in case anyone wasn't. Well, I'm not anti-nepotism. I'm just saying that's why she, she, I'm just saying she could be any age because of that. Because she said her dad was like uh, some kind of person that traveled all the time or whatever. Yeah, Neil Armstrong. Her dad was Neil Armstrong. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, the guy, he went to the moon. Right. Yes, you're right. Um, Do you think, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Justin was going to ask us if we thought the moon was made of cheese. That's what he was going to say. Uh, do you think the moon is made of cheese? Do you think these 80s movies where the scientists are evil are why we have a world today where science isn't believed? Uh, that's, wow. No, but wow. It may play a very small role. Like, that's what it all boils down to. That's what this presidency has been about, is that people just are sick of seeing 80s villains... And they fucking hate him. And so none of them are to be believed. Jared Kushner watched way too many 80s movies when he was a kid. And he was like, listen, these scientists, they're evil. I cannot, I cannot buy any of this. I need to be, I need to be anti-science. Yeah, he was raised on Mac. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So they get back together. And then, and then what happens? So the 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 nav the flight of the navigator is David is the navigator, and then yeah, the so ship they get back together. Yeah, the spaceship like calls to him, and he like stows away and gets to it, and uh, I don't know. He like like opens up. It's like this really like poorly done CGI, like this door that like melts into steps. Yes, um, I love those steps. Yeah, yeah I thought that, that was dope. That was, was something like, that burned in my mind still. I was like, ah, yeah. the steps are coming. <laughs> yeah, the steps are so cool. They don't move. Yeah, and so. they make such a thing about the steps. Like, there's like a later scene where the like there are kids that see the steps and they're like, these steps are very solid. They only wiggle a little, which I love that they acknowledge. <laughs> they still wiggle. That they still wiggled. I really <laughs> like that. They're bound by gravity somehow, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when they stop so he can make a phone call. It's like, hey, let me make a phone call. On yeah. a payphone with change, yeah. even though I'm on like a, a freaking device. I'm in a, a intergalactic spaceship. In a spaceship from Phalon, which is 560 light years away. Well, they haven't developed uh, abilities to call people. To communicate like an AT&T landline from yeah. 1986. Yeah. And humans are that. supposed to be the inferior ones. Yeah, and then the guy that delivers the the, uh, the ET line is just like, like just like, Dead, dead silent the whole time. He's just like yeah. this stereotypical, like, I don't know, Florida redneck with like overalls. And he's just like sitting there and like there's nothing comes from him. And then like that family that happens to like get gas just as he's leaving, he's just like, I guess he just wanted the phone home. And right. He, and then like cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I, the phone home. I loved also that they were at Gatorland or whatever they called it. Yeah. Because yeah. for a split second, I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be really Gatorland, which is my favorite um, theme park in all Have of Florida. Have you been? Yeah. Did you go? You went? To Gatorland? I've been three yeah. times. I love Gatorland. <laughs> wow. that's That rules. I'm proud of you. What? I like that. How is it more than just like a one one exhibit zoo? Um, Because they have multiple exhibits of gators. Big Different gators, kinds of gators. gators. They have albino gators. gators. They have four albino gators there, which is like, honestly, they're scary as hell. They are creepy looking. Um, They're all white with red eyes. Like, imagine seeing that. If anyone didn't know what albino was, Justin just explained it. Thank you, Justin. No problem. 
Um, but then they have some of the world's biggest gators there, and then they do um, a feeding event, which is Justin, honestly Justin, so entertaining. Two questions for you. Yeah. Well, one is a statement. We should try to get sponsored by Gatorland. And two is, do you work for Gatorland? Uh, I wish I worked for Gatorland. I'll say okay. that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Gatorland, hit us up. We'd love to we'd love to just hype you. We'd love to do business with you, yeah. 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 Send uh, us free t shirts or something. We'll throw you we'll we'll say Gatorland more on the podcast. Okay. Back to uh another part of Florida. Fort Fort Lauderdale. We live under the drawbridge. <laughs> right. So because that's what he does. He call he's calling his he's calling his family to figure out where they live because they moved. Yeah. There's like the whole like calibrating himself to understand how to like fly the spaceship too they yes. like he's like it starts out with like he said he wants to get like 20 miles away to just go like straight up he's like that's not what i wanted and then eventually he gets like the weird like hand controls that I are like those these, like, so much little dome things and then he yeah. says how easy it is and he's just like cruising around the world um mm-hmm. they go to tokyo somehow he knows he's in tokyo just by like looking out the window over it <laughs> <laughs> right that is true. And it's like a horrible <laughs> green screen <laughs> that is true he's just like one look outside yeah. tokyo you know when you fly in a plane <laughs> and you're like oh man is that like warwick or is yeah. that like is that is that worcester no <laughs> it's just like tokyo boom done yeah <laughs> yeah oh, yeah and then, then he like full mind meld with the machine and he flies around. Sorry. Yeah, guys. there's like a, a, a weird change in the machine too when it like scans his brain to get the maps back. It like, yes. It's like very like robotic and like typical like machine voice. Compliance. brain and turns right. into like Pee Wee Herman all of a sudden. Yeah, 100%. Paul Rubens voices the machine and he is now doing a Pee Wee Herman impression basically. He's like all over yeah. the place. <laughs> you know, and he's even does the, the laugh, laugh and everything. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's, like, that's uh, because he's like taking the information for like he got more than just the maps from like the kid's brain. He got his right. personality. He got his pop culture, his '80s pop culture like knowledge, yeah. uh, which is just like I'm going to talk about watching movies and eating popcorn and like being into Nike or whatever it is. You know what I mean? The only music yeah. he likes that's tolerable is the Beach Boys. Right, right. Of course, <laughs> the Beach Boys. Um, one thing though, that, that happens, I don't know if it happens before or after the personality swap, but he does meet or like, there's a bunch of alien creatures on the ship. I love this. I love the little alien creatures. That was very cool. And wouldn't it have been like, I guess this is kind of like, I'm getting into the, like my sort of my beef with the movie, even though I really did enjoy it is like for being called flight of the navigator, like getting to the point where him and the ship are buddies is like there's only 20 minutes left to the whole movie by the time they like get to that point. But like if they had gotten to this much earlier, then the navigator could have been the navigator to go bring all of these things home because like the computer or the ship makes a point to say like he brings them home. You're and so what? Wouldn't that have been like an adventure, flight of the navigator? They're in the ship, he's seeing the the world. Yeah, it would have been a different I think it would have been a different movie. Sure, totally. You know? But no, those it's aliens, a fine pitch, but those those aliens, that one that that orphan one is, I think, the strongest attachment I have to this movie as a child. I thought that was the coolest thing. That little weird wingless yes. bat 
The one that is like, because he they introduce a bunch of these like little aliens that he's studying. One's a big eyeball, but they all seem relatively dangerous. He's like, no, don't touch that one, and don't. Do, but then there's this. It's like a worm. Yes. Yeah. If it bites you, it will never let go. It will never let go. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's this cute like bat-like creature, which is what you were talking about, Phil. Yeah. And that's yeah. I like. And then the movie ends with him bringing that that one home. Yeah. And he like actually makes he says something that like his brother would think it would be awesome. Yeah. And he like stows it away since the planet blew up or whatever. And like him tucking it like into his backpack was like something that I wished I could experience in my life, having this like weird alien creature that I could just kind of like fit in a pocket. Well, and, ins- instead, Phil, to, to recapture that idea of like sneakily putting something in your backpack, um, you furnished your entire kitchen with uh, things from the calf, from the Champlain College calf, with you, yeah, you wow. got you, that's how you got it out. Yeah, I I might get in trouble for you saying that now because you took a lot of plates and silverware and all sorts of stuff. But uh, dude, when he said like stuff in the backpack to get away with it, is, uh, every night no, over no like <laughs> at, like I I will never forget that. It's so funny to me that like I mean we all helped. We all helped. It was like every night at the calf for like three months when you knew the following year you were going yeah. to be living off campus. Every yeah. night I was like, oh let's let's just take a cup tonight. Everyone take a cup. We got, we got our money's worth. Yeah, damn yeah, right. That seems fair. College is a ripoff. Sure is. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. I think statute of limitations, you're all set. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. I, it's far enough in the past, and those plates are long gone. Yeah, I think maybe before we talked about all the uh, chocolate milk I would steal in high school. <laughs> uh, which is very similar. So if we're going down, we're going down together, Phil. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I talk about the milk. Cute... Just sorry, all the time. I tell people about like how we, you know, like there we. would be. I was the ringleader. Well, you were the ringleader. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. You were the ringleader. <laughs> you were the one actively putting the milks in your bag. But then you give them out like Robin Hood, right? Like you're giving them to the, you know, Thank Robin you. from the. I like to think of myself <laughs> as a modern day Robin. I Hood, always, yeah. I always say that's how I describe the situation. And wow. like then there were all of us. The rest of us always yeah. had to be your the merry men. Yeah, the we were the merry men. men. And there yeah, was like, yeah. you know, in any given lunch, we were all different. There were different married men, but we were always your lookout. And we we like purposely stand in front of the lunch ladies in like certain ways so that you could just be. I, I mean, we're talking like, what, what was your record? Like 30 milks in one lunch? <laughs> Something crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Remember, I don't remember the number. I'm picturing, but was a... I'm picturing like a cooler that you like open up and like there's just like yes. milk and like, got, like yep. right, scouts and you're just like. Yeah, and I was one of those like. I was one of those kids that was made fun of for like, you know, having a purse in high school, which was like a mailbag style backpack. But let me tell you, guess who guess who wound up with all the milks? The freaking bullies. <laughs> you bully fucks. I got a bunch of milks and drank a bunch of calcium. And now look at me. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, Justin, you sort of allude to it. The last 20 minutes, like they come together. This is after the transformation happens uh, where we now have Pee Wee Herman flying the uh, the ship. And they go, they deliver this little, is it the pucker? Yeah, the puck, puck marin. The, that, I can is. never understand a lot. Like a lot of the words that the, the ship says, that Max says, yes. are, are hard to understand, especially the weird alien names for things. Yeah, pucker, puck marin is how it's spelled out here on the, on the internet. So, uh, yeah, they get the star charts, they fly it all around, and then, uh, 
Is it? Oh, it's when they stop at the gas station in the Florida Keys, right? That's when the the signal happens and the fireworks go off at the house. Yeah, he calls his brother and says he doesn't know where their new house is. They know what town it is, but he doesn't know what street it's on. Right, um, right. Just give him a, a signal. Right. And remember, it'll be dark out by the time I get there. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You need to add that. Thinking that's ahead. Important. I enjoyed that. I appreciated yeah, that. That's important. Um, it's funny. And then so he gets he gets home and then decides like, oh, actually, I don't I this don't want it for me. I this isn't think. for me. I'd like to go back to this my is time. weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's there like him and like NASA both show up at the same time. And he like realizes that his like life is never going to be normal because all of this has happened. And he just kind of was like the, the ship warns him that it's really dangerous for him to travel at to travel back in time. Right. He could vaporize is what, yeah. what it says. Yeah. He's like, roll those dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he does it and he returns back to his, back to 1978. Yep. Uh, where his family hasn't, has not skipped a beat. He gets on the boat. They're going to go watch the fireworks and he tells his family that he loves them. And yeah, not his dad. though. No, not his dad. And his dad like had a nice arc in like the, you know, the future timeline, I thought. The dad was really, like, sort of broken apart by letting his kid go and, like, spend time with NASA and stuff. And he was like, oh, man, like, he was the first one to see him when he when the, the police rang the doorbell, you know? Yeah. Um, I was concerned at the very beginning of this movie that the parents were going to be, like, the worst parents because they seemed to not be encouraging after the dog festival. And then, um, <laughs> then they got home and, like, immediately turned on the television to put on the game together and like just like ignored their one son who didn't go hang out with his friends um because they dropped the eight-year-old off to go play with his friends and then right 12-year-old just like you know went off and then uh but then the dad comes in and has a nice like father-son moment when they're talking about girls which i thought was like oh he's a good good guy he's creeping he's creeping on that girl on the boat with his um telescope yeah 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 he gives him the advice about it's like swimming you just gotta jump in and i was like you should never teach a child to swim yeah like that is <laughs> Don't just jump in I mean, like, especially they in. live on the freaking like ocean just jump in yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong yeah that would have been an interesting um i mean they kind of gave it in a different way by having sarah jessica parker but like they like that girl he could have like run into that girl and as an adult or whatever and like yeah kind that could have been a whole thing you know what? When he went back eight years, she could have been eight years younger, and then they could have been like the same age, even though well, they, they would have been like a twelve-year-old relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Yeah. I feel like the ending's like a little rushed. The ending is sort of rushed. Yeah. I do like the line "See you later, navigator." You yes. Know? <laughs> They're like, it's we've like, been holding back on this for the whole movie. We're just gonna yeah. close on this note. <laughs> but it doesn't rhyme. You know, like it doesn't have the same because the L in alligator and the L in later, I think really ties. See you later, alligator. But see you later, navigator is like one step too far almost where you're like, OK, I'm OK I with this because I'm OK with the, the, the rhyme quote. It's not a rhyme. Get laid in Maine. I think that also works. And um, where you know, did you hear that? I made it up. What? <laughs> oh oh what <laughs> so um is that on the sign when you drive in the main i wish it was but back in uh justin, justin pulls is... over and draws on it in sharpie <laughs> and like 
the main parks and parks department is like, God, that, that fucking guy did it again. It doesn't even rhyme. It's not even close to a rhyme. But I think if you say it some like a certain way, it's okay. It sounds like almost like a rhyme. Almost. What if anyway. you say it like you're from Maine? Can you do a good Maine accent? No, me? I can't. I cannot oh, do man. Maine. Damn it. I like setting you up for accents. I, I wish I wish I could, but I'm not even gonna I don't know a Maine accent. I don't know it. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, so what did you think, Phil? Overall? Does it hold yes. up? Does it hold up? Um, I know I have a strong bias being this being it was one of my like favorite movies as a kid, but um yeah. I wouldn't feel embarrassed if I corralled some people to watch this movie some night and sit there with them. And I would be like, I, I liked it. It's like, I, I, I enjoyed it rewatching it. Um, but I don't know what percentage of that is just the nostalgia aspect. Justin. So I, I actually, I did like it. I had never seen it before. And I, I actually have no nostalgia for it. I have no nostalgia for it. And I thought it was actually a pretty well done movie. I wish it was either longer or they like kind of had part of the, I thought they did take too long to get to the relationship with the ship. And I would have loved to see more Max and the ship because that to me would have given more uh, heaviness to the idea that it's the navigator. He's the navigator. Yeah. Like I thought the name of the movie should have not been called flight of the navigator. I think that's my only issue. Cause like, it wasn't really, there you go. You got hung up on three words, right? Um, <laughs> So anyway, but but that that being the case, like I actually I really like the story. I thought it was creative. I thought the time travel element was very well done. So I I would definitely say it holds up. And to your point, like putting it on with people today, like I'd have zero problem with that. I think it's a it's a perfectly legitimate. Yeah, hell yeah, I think it holds up too. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Typical like of the time. Nailed all of those cool tropes. Has like fun futuristic spaceship that's all chrome on the inside i love that the little like i thought the like, ship looked pretty freaking cool when he went yeah, inside I love the ship yeah 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 the eyeball that like is like because it's not like we, we sort of talk about how it's like et in the beginning and it's an alien movie but this is not like a humanoid alien it is a sentient spaceship that like has this personality about it but it also has like this like sort of control system inside that looks like a swinging around eyeball it reminds me of like the trash compactor uh snake from star wars you know it moves oh i was gonna like that. i was gonna suggest star wars but i was gonna suggest the eye from Jabba's palace on the door see i either you guys played uh portal yeah no that like snarky robot that, oh like, through the levels that like that that's what it reminded me of yeah yeah it's really yep. cool like cool moving around cool movement but like non-humanoid i love to see a character that has a personality that you can interact with that like isn't just another like two two-legged beast you know yeah yeah all right hell yeah we're gonna take a little bit of a break we're gonna toast some stuff up and we'll be back do you like to eat healthy do you care what goes in your body but do you still like to eat meat get butcher box this is organic grass-fed grass-finished meat it's the way to go. If you still like to eat protein, but you're not into mass farming, butcherbox.com. Use the code H-O-L-D-U-P. Get a discount plus some free goodies. Also works at smoothiebox.com. Very organic uh, smoothies. You can get college, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished collagen in there. Again, same code, H-O-L-D-U-P. 
Wow, I couldn't even. Justin, you just nailed that. Yeah, I just I just wanted to do a quick a quick one. That I'm using that. Okay, great. Good, <laughs> good. And we're back. Yes, we are back. Phil Landry still with us. We were talking about Flight of the Navigator before the break, and now we are here to talk about a sweet treat. We talked about toasting it. Uh, if you happen to see the video, which that's just for me and Justin, you did have the box behind you for the entirety of the beginning of the show. Uh, but Phil, yeah, Phil, what are we what are we going to be munching on here? Munching, we have wrong with me. Uh, unfrosted strawberry pop tarts that have been toasted and then slathered with a disgusting amount of butter. Yes. I'm super pumped. Okay. Um, even before we get into um, like what, how old you are and all the questions we normally ask, did you, either of you um, as a kid enjoy just eating butter? Yes. No. Okay. Glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> I've heard of other people doing it, but yeah, I just wasn't my thing. I remember, I remember stealing a stick of butter with my cousin during like a Thanksgiving one time, and we both like took bites out of it and then like put it back. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> how big a bite? Um, I don't remember how much we went for, but it was very obvious that there's, there's teeth marks in it. Like we just right. like, like the whole stick, like. Top teeth on the top of it, bottom teeth on the bottom, chomped right through it. That's awesome. That's funny. I was thinking, like, at at the dinner table, like at a restaurant, when they'd give you bread, and there'd be butter packets. Yes. Like I would just assume, like I put almost no butter on the bread, so that I could just take the knife and just like just put the butter in my mouth, and oh, somehow yeah. um, it looked like I was licking the licking the knife, you know. But I was just trying to eat butter. I don't know what that says about our generation, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so so we, what, we have, uh, yeah, go ahead, John. No, no, no. What, what, you know, what made you pick these Phil and sort of like, where do they, you know, how do they resonate with you? I, I think as far as my memory serves me is that I was completely okay with eating unbuttered pop tarts for most of my life. Um, and then I went over to my grandparents' house and you like pop tarts or whatever, and they bought pop tarts with able to frost them. Yes. And a whole new world opened up for me that there was frosting on pop tarts, but my parents didn't want me to have frosted pop tarts. Because there's so, too much sugar in those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the jelly is 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 yeah, it's is healthy. But uh so my, my loophole was I'm gonna put butter on it if I can't have frosting. So but in, in conversation with uh, my dad today, he also said that he enjoys buttered Pop-Tarts. So I'm wondering if my memory oh. is somehow flawed that that might not be the origin story. He may have taught me this trick or I, I, I don't know. I think they used to show butter on the box too. because Same, especially on the unfrosted ones, right? Uh, yep. I think even on the frosted ones. Even on the frosted ones. What yeah. my memory is, when you that's why I'm glad you specified you wanted butter on the top in the place of the frosting because when I was growing up, I, it like I feel like you the the box would advertise that you'd butter the backside, so you'd have the frosting on one side and you have butter on the the backside. That's what's in my memory. I don't know if they if they did that, but um, and do you eat it upside down then? I guess you would have to because otherwise it would drip. That's not as fun. I want to see the frosting. Right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's half the fun of eating the pop tart. It's like, oh, imagine eating a hot dog upside down. Whoa. 
That's weird. I'm gonna do that it. That is weird. But that's weird. That's weird as hell. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? So so yeah, you you toast it and then you put the butter on. Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, so how old were you? Sorry, how old were you when this was like happening? Um, I'm gonna guess the same age as when I watched um Play the Navigator, probably between like seven and ten. And did you continue to eat Pop Tarts? like beyond that or like after 10 years old you were like well well once toaster strudels came out it was just game over for pop tarts oh interesting that's a that's an elevated level yeah it's like the next progression of evolution of toaster pastries like right because a pop tart it holds a very special place in my heart specifically uh had a lot of them as a kid but it's not like a um complicated palette it's you know it's not like uh it's not sophisticated by any means whatsoever the the pastry itself is relatively uh, i don't want to say cardboardy because i feel like you're really selling it short but it's like it's it in, in comparison to a toaster strudel which is flaky and like you know raised dough and you get and the frosting or um get the, the frosting the icing it's in the freezer versus this is just in the pantry. You know, it does seem like a, uh, I don't know, I, it's it's a bougie. The uh, toaster strudel is way more bougie than a Pop-Tart. Yes, the Pop-Tart is a crude cracker in comparison. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't mean to, I'm not trying to talk ill about Pop-Tarts here. Because the flavors that you can get on, on Pop-Tarts are like all across the board. And I mean, I usually think of like, the sort of the s'mores varietal or a chocolate or something like that. But the fruit ones, the fruit ones are great too. Yeah. yeah. You used to eat a lot of wild berry pop tarts throughout. Yeah. With the, the two years. colors in the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That so was the ones one. that were like blue and pink. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And there's weird ones too. They've had like root beer ones and uh, Fanta ones or orange soda ones. They've had stuff. Dunkin' Donuts co-brands. I've yeah, enjoyed those. Right. Yep. Those are solid. I bought those as an adult. Because I was like, oh, Dunkin' Donuts on something, I'm in. Just like Dunkin' Donuts cereal now, I like that too. Haven't tried it, but I should. Uh, Phil, was it always a strawberry? I think pretty consistently. Um, I don't, I know I ate other flavors and going over like other other kids' houses and whatnot, it's always cool to see like what they had. I remember, I remember a friend of mine introduced me to the brown sugar cinnamon ones, and that that was game-changing. Those are, I think, probably still what I would say my favorite Pop-Tart is. Yeah, those are so good. Yeah, and they, they have, like, I don't know, they're not, like, a crazy color. Like, those wild-berry ones seem like they should be right. some sort of, like, monster-branded thing. It's, like, weird, yeah. beyond colors. This is just, really just not brown. Good for you. Right. This is brown. It's brown and tan. It's yeah. It's palatable. It's like almost like a, um, a pecan pie for pop tarts. Yes. When was the when was the last time you had a pop tart? Do you remember? Oh man, at least ten years. Ten years. Very wow. Nice. Yeah. I, I probably I probably bought them at a gas station one time when I didn't know what else to get and was like, "Fuck it, I'm eating these." And at that point, you're no butter and no toast and. No, they probably were. They were probably room temperature and yeah. stale because they've been in a who buys pop tarts from a gas station. Yeah, the stale ones aren't great because they fall apart a little bit easier and they become like crumbly. And that in the car seems like a bit of a nightmare when you're when you're traveling. But like, I do like the idea. I, I like of a just a room temperature pop tart. You know, if it's if it's fresh. Could you do a room temperature pop tart 
John, of um, no frosting. I did. I ate two of these last night, dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as like a as like a seven thirty snack, like you know, I was like, oh, you know what? I got pop tarts. There wasn't there wasn't much uh, to snack on after dinner. I was like, there are pop tarts. I'm not going to heat them up. I'm just going to eat them. And I don't think I ate all of the crust because that's the funny thing about a pop tart. It does have like a solid so half much inch crust. of crust. Yeah. And so that I was like, I don't know if it's worth it for this, but like, yeah, the pastry in the middle with the fake preservatives, you know, or whatever. Absolutely. I to avoid eating extra crust as a kid that I like tried to avoid, I would break it in half. Mm-hmm. A to be like the commercial, because somehow I enjoyed trying to like recreate oh, you the commercial. But then you could eat from the inside out. And then, like, you wouldn't have to, like, on either side, you wouldn't have had to get through the crust. You could just leave the crust out on, for both yeah. sides, which was, that's what you wanted to do there. Um, do you, uh, I hate to burst either of your bubbles, but um, you guys know that, like, most food that you see in food commercials is non-edible because they've done so much weird shit to it. Yeah. 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 It's really unfortunate. Yeah, I work with I I work on commercials a lot, Phil. Not food commercials myself, but I work with people who do, and they, the stories that they tell, they're like, yeah, the cheese is usually mixed with mixed with glue to make it like stretchy, and like we do this and that, and like uh, beer always has suds in it to make it, you know, it always has a little bit of soap in it to make it have that extra head on it, and all that Crisco or something. Always, always Crisco. There's <laughs> always they always mix in Crisco with everything to make it like thicker and fluffier and all of that. Yeah, wow, so, probably. Like fifty percent of all Crisco sales are for commercials. Are just for commercials. Yeah, they're <laughs> buying the big tubs. The people in the prop department. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about uh, the, oh, fuck, shit? There's like a food. There's damn it. I lost it. Oh no. Sorry. Uh, right. We'll move on. I mean, I wasn't apologizing. Oh, okay. Well, we'll move on. Wow, wow. Justin thinks he deserves an apology from me. Apparently, no, um, I don't. Have you ever have you ever had like uh have you ever gone to like a pastry shop where they like make their own pop tarts? I um I used to get like uh chocolate croissants. Yeah. I don't my parents had them. I think they got them from like a, a bake shop at where they worked or something and would bring them mm-hmm. home. But that was that was definitely that was like the third step in the progression of evolution of breakfast pastries if you yeah. go pop tart, toaster strudel, yeah. and then you got this like I don't know, knockoff French cuisine, uh, chocolate filled, yeah. just like flaky right. crust goodness. Um, those were good. Probably still put butter on those afterwards, despite being probably fifty percent butter already. Butter makes it better. Butter makes things better. Butter be- butter makes it better. I agree. Yeah, it I might agree. not be healthy for you, but like most of the time, when you're like, I wonder what's in this that makes it so good. It's probably butter. Butter has yeah. a lot to do with it. Yeah either butter salt or sugar yeah exactly it is i mean i think about mac and cheese butter like with that oh. there are a lot of times like you can make mac and cheese from a box without the butter but it's not as good it's nowhere near as good i mean it's fine like i'm not trying to say it's like shit and you can't eat it but like i butter is and just butter Ooh, that's how's that creamy oh yeah yeah wow sounds good uh, there's like a local, I've had a couple of like pop tart donuts from like local donut shops, you know, where it's like the same, they actually probably, I think they put a pop tart in the middle of it of like fried of a fried donut, but then decorated the outside like a pop tart itself. So you were getting 
I mean, extremely decadent and like obviously terrible for you, but like a do- a pop tart wrapped in donut that looks like a pop tart. That sounds oh. amazing. Yeah. I'm having a hard time visualizing that. I was like picturing like a square peg in a round hole. Like are the corners of the pop tart like poking out of like the donut or is it just like a thin nope. layer of donut that encapsulates the whole thing? It's a thin layer of donut that encapsulates the whole thing, but that layer itself is also a rectangle like a Pop-Tart. So it's not like a traditional circular donut. It's like a, a rectangle of that dough around wrapped around a Pop-Tart and then fried and then decorated in frosting and like sprinkles to look like a Pop-Tart. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those like $8 donuts yeah. in your life. And it's, and it's sold for breakfast. Yeah, sold for breakfast. You eat it. You're not going to accomplish anything else for the rest of the day. You probably shouldn't eat anything else the rest of the day because you have diabetes calories. when you're done. Yeah, it's like 2,500 calories in one thing, you know. Uh, but uh, this was uh, this was this was delectable. I think. I yeah, yeah, I'm blown away. Yeah, I mean, I've never done butter on a pop tart before. And you, uh, you would do it over frosted pop tarts, though. Would I do it over frosted pop tarts? No, and not because I don't like the taste, but because it's one extra step. Yeah. And I, <laughs> if I could take one less step and just have the frosted ones already, you know. But like, if all of a sudden they were like, "Hey, we're doing, we have this new thing," and they're like pre-buttered, and like they don't look like they have frosting on them, but like when you toast them, the butter sort of melts a little bit on top. I'd be like, okay, I'll try that. You know, like I like the idea of a butter pop tart. Had you ever toasted the pop tart before John? Have I ever toasted a pop tart before? Yeah. Like ever? Yes. Have you? Uh, uh, No, this was my first time. You've never toasted a pop tart ever? No. That's wild. You've got a lot of pop tarts, right? Oh yeah, I used to eat pop tarts just like like Phil's describing, where like that was the breakfast of the of like. Yeah, I mean that has happened too for me a good amount of times where I have had room temperature pop tarts right out of the box. Especially as a kid, I didn't really care, but there were like also tons of times where like I was putting brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts in the toaster oven like before school and eating them. Nope, without Never. a doubt. Never. And you think wow. the s'mores one, which is what I primarily, I ate a lot of the s'mores pot tarts. Yes. Um, I never toasted them. I always, you were like, you were, you were authentic to like recreating like the commercial experience with like breaking it in half and like what size yeah. of butter goes on. You never put it in the toaster. Yeah. Um, that's the whole that, thing. It's that's a toaster a pastry. Step. No, no, no. I was a, I was a very heavy kid and I did not have time for that. I wanted to just be watching my Pokemon from seven to seven thirty eating the Pop-Tart. Then I could like maybe have extra video game time to play Pokemon. And so then there was no time to toast. I, I couldn't absolutely. Not I, I, I don't mean to shame you if you lived in a toasterless household growing up, Justin. We did not. We have both the toaster oven and the toaster right next to each other. Wow. <laughs> okay. So shame on you, my man. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. I actually did this in the toaster oven tonight. Um, I, I so I, I first of all a crispy pop tart is game changing. That I even without butter was pretty great. Um, <laughs> the butter on top super good. And then what yeah, I thought good. happened, and I don't know if this is just in my mind or this is this unfrosted strawberry, which I've never had before. It felt like the the jam was really out to the edges. Like I didn't feel like the crust was um, unbearable. Yeah, the crust isn't that crazy on this one. You're yeah, right. yeah. I big wins all around. Big fan. So you think there's like a different structural 
process for the unfrosted ones versus frosted ones? Is that what you're saying? I, it's either that. No. <laughs> it's either that. I am going to say that. Or heating it up gets it to even out more into the crust in a way that non-heated oh. up doesn't. Yeah. So like there's like some robot that like injects your, your pop chart with whatever. And it's not really concerned about cup getting everything to the edges, but the element heat allows it to like disperse in that little pillowy pastry. In between the two layers, basically, because it's like two layers that's separating. Right. Right. By the being separated by the jam. Um, that's what I, I don't know. Either way. Huge, huge fan. This was really good. Yeah, Phil. You know, so what do you think? What's your assessment? Do you think it holds up? Um, I don't think I would eat this for breakfast now, no. But yeah, I do yeah. have a box of them that's with me at work, so I doubt they're going to go to waste. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's the thing about this podcast is sometimes you buy a little bit too many of something. and um, I mean, I had a hard enough time finding the unfrosted ones. Did you really? I went to like three places. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I went are you still in the Vermont area or are you elsewhere? Yeah, still in Vermont. I went yeah. just in like uh found like a product place and I went to the it appeared only um drugstores seemed to carry unfrosted pop tarts or that's what the internet told us. So I started there and uh that was a disaster. So Sorry. I, went, I went to my <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh I went to a grocery store and, and they happened to have them. So it worked. Oh out. yeah, and then I was I got kind of nervous when I got to the grocery store here because I I only saw um, blueberry. I didn't see the strawberry. I only saw unfrosted blueberry. And I was like, oh shit, you know. And that I would have just gone on to other grocery stores, but um, there were so many other pop tarts. I was like, how do they not have the strawberry unfrosted? Those are just on a different shelf. Right. Yeah, they're they're higher up for adults. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. More sophisticated palate. That's why yeah. <laughs> strawberry pop tarts. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Phil. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. These were these were great, and too, uh, yeah. I too will not let my pop tarts at home go to waste. Mm. Um, yeah. And I see myself. Get, oh, go ahead, Phil. Sorry. Go I was ahead. gonna say eat them before they get crumbly and stale. Exactly and stale. Yeah. Honestly, I, I like I I'll probably never eat them for breakfast, especially this lot. But I enjoyed. Um, doing this like activity of heating it up and putting the butter on it, then I'll probably eat them as a snack at like eight o'clock at night. And like I convinced to heat up pop tarts from now on, having been someone that didn't heat up pop tarts, have you been convinced that it is a better experience? I am convinced. I am absolutely convinced. I feel that this um, is huge. (laughs) Yeah. I mean you heard it here folks. Yeah here first folks. This is Um, unbelievable. Yeah. Never thought we'd see the day. Pop tarts. <laughs> wow, he's totally been converted. He's a full toasted pop tart person now. Justin, wait, hold on, Phil. Do you think you think Justin eats toaster strudels frozen? Justin, do you eat toaster strudels frozen? No. Um, one time, you never though, even. Go ahead. No, one time you ate all of the frosting at once. Oh, I wish. I like that is the most tempting thing about this. I did. I definitely would be like, I'll use two frostings and like, I don't I mean, care you'd about be John pissed. in three days. Yeah. Dude, okay. I'm living in the moment. I do not care about future. Me I, at I, all. I, I did. And that was why I like, I couldn't do it. We guys both had younger brothers. You said, right? Yeah. Yes. When there's two poster strudels left and you're getting the second to last one and the ration of frosting is two. 
have you ever mm -hmm. taken both of those knowing that your younger sibling would be the one left with the, the frost england's poster shoot probably so here's what i'm gonna throw out there uh me and my brother we each had our own box of strudels mm. wow. we we weren't we weren't capable of having this to like share um so he had a flavor and I had a flavor because we also claim, I'm sure that's what we said was that like, I like the strawberry. He likes the apple. Um, but was this something that you would do, Phil? I would, I would steal him. Yeah. If yeah, I do that, I wasn't going to be like shooting my future self in the foot. Yeah. yeah right. Right. You're not as, as much, you weren't as, as much of a wild card as I was where you were just going willy nilly with it. But if you knew you could get an upper hand on the next person to eat toaster strudel, and double down on your own frosting. That's what you were all about. Yes, because I had had it yeah. happen the other way. And it's just not. That's sticking. a terrible feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. But don't you feel like you can't even eat a, a strudel with no icing? No. It's just I like. I believe it. Nah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's just a just a more it's just a relatively plain pastry in comparison, but it's still sugar and food and yeah, but I was you went twelve. Into it. And, thinking that it was going to have frosting and then you realize oh that would be oh that would be honestly. terribly disappointing yeah if you knew john i guess if you're setting yourself up and then you can mentally right. know yeah maybe you're into it but if i if i like if that happened and then all that was left was the single with no frosting that that thing is going to sit in the freezer till it's bad and then oh. that's it like no one will ever eat that would you guys put the little packet like as close to like the opening of the toaster to like warm it up but like sometimes it got too close and like the plastic would like melt melt yeah yep that was always like that. a fun like little like balancing act game of like, like how warm can i get it without how close can i get it right <laughs> yeah. i liked having it uh, like pretty cold because that's what i i don't You're know but i didn't well, even eat savage. up my pop tarts <laughs> we're learning a lot about you today yeah i thought i knew i thought i knew you dude I don't know, 145 episodes in, and yeah, you'd think. Yeah. Uh, Just learned how to use a toaster. Well, congratulations to you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, these were great. I, I, yes. I feel like I'm going to eat them as a snack. I don't think I could eat them for breakfast, but uh, I really do Same, I won't them. be eating them for breakfast, but I'll be eating them, like, you know, right around this time or to, to basically a post-dinner, so a little bit later. Probably too close, too late sort of uh, snack that I'll be eating. So, yeah. But still, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't I, bother me. I it's mean, good, holds up snack. in the sense that, like, this was totally great and uh, yeah, we'll eat again. Uh, yeah. It's a snack. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool, cool. Phil, thank you so much. Yes, Phil. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You. Yeah, I had a blast. Uh, you can, uh, everyone out there listening, please check us out on social media. You can check us out on all the platforms at the hold up podcast, except for Twitter where we at the hold up cast. We at the hold up cast is what I said. We are at the hold up cast. You can also give us a phone call 401-236-5170. Leave us a voicemail, the hold up podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to check out our sponsors that you heard during the break and ratings and reviews. We love to hear them. We love to see them. Leave them wherever you listen. Phil Landry, thank you again so much. The floor is yours if you'd like to plug or promote anything. You know, say whatever you want. We will not be interrupting you. No, it's all good. Uh, let's uh, thank Pop-Tarts for uh, teaching Justin yes. uh, how to use a toaster. Yeah. Thanks, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Big moment in humanity. <laughs> this is it. This was going to solve the world. Yep. Um, cool, cool. Well, bye, everyone.
Thank you, Phil. Thank Bye. you, Phil. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs> <laughs>